Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 28 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I am a family physician and obesity medicine physician, and I also am a weight loss and life coach for physicians. So if you're a physician and you're struggling with your weight, finding it hard to apply the things that you feel you should be able to do, that's what I'm really good at, is coaching you through that, helping you figure out what's getting in your way between your knowledge and actually applying it to your life and seeing the results you want to see. Uh, I offer private coaching if you're interested and want that extra layer of help to just get this weight stuff sorted so you can stop thinking about it and take it off your to-do list, then head on over to my webpage, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash work with me and book a free introductory session. So in those sessions, we just have a chance to chat a little bit online together face-to-face and talk about in what ways I could best help you with my private coaching. All right, so today's episode is a fun one. I have a fellow Canadian uh, physician with me, uh, Dr. Evelyn Bordua-Roy from Quebec. Evelyn is a family physician with obesity medicine certification through the American Board of Obesity Medicine, and she is the author of two books, Uh, both written originally in French, and her first book has recently been translated to English and is now available in most Costco's, uh, which is called Eat Fat to Lose Weight with the Keto and Low-Carb Diet. Evelyn runs a clinic of managing metabolic health issues and so has both professional and personal experience with eating a lower-carbohydrate approach. And we'll get right into the interview just after this disclaimer. And now a quick break to review a disclaimer. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. And now back to the episode. All right. Welcome to the show, Evelyn. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So what I was thinking we could start with is just if you could tell me about how you came to lower carb eating uh, personally and then how it evolved professionally for you. Sure. Um, I was on my maternity leave when I heard about uh, the low-carb ketogenic diets and fasting, intermittent fasting. Um, I'm not sure exactly how. It was probably from the main Facebook group of uh, female doctors, Canadian female doctors. And then I joined the uh, the group that was uh, founded by uh, Carol Luffelman and uh, Barbara Bracha. Um, and we were about 300 members at the the time in that Facebook group, uh, which has grown to 3,700 and so members now. And um, I was interested. Uh, I was looking to lose some postpartum weight and I was really low on energy. I was really, really, really tired at that time. I was breastfeeding every two hours, night and day, around the clock. And um, I had time to read because I was breastfeeding so much. So um, I 
I read the obesity code mm -hmm. and uh, it was like my light bulb moment at that point. And I was uh, amazed by what I read and I was a bit mad too that I had just finished med school and had never been taught all the information that I read in that book. And I decided to give it a try. It sounded logical, it sounded physiological. And uh, so I gave it a try for two weeks and the results were immediate. Like my energy level went way up, even though I was not sleeping anymore. I wasn't exercising, I wasn't doing anything except pretty much breastfeeding all day, all night. And, um, and but I started losing weight as well. And I really enjoyed the food. So that's how I started my, uh, personally. And then I thought, well, if this makes sense from a scientific point of view, and if this seems to be working for me and for other people in the group, then maybe it could work for my, some of my patients. Maybe I could offer this medicine to some of my patients. Um, and I did read a lot more scientific articles and other books and stuff. And I was more and more convinced that I needed to learn how to do this medicine. And at that time, no one in Quebec was officially doing it with their patients. Mm -hmm. And so I got in touch with uh, Dr. Jason Fung at uh, Intensive Dietary Management in Toronto. And I said, can I come and observe? Can you teach me how to do this medicine? And to make it a short story, he said yes. And so I went over and I spent one week with them. Nice. And then when did you, because you have a clinic that's just dedicated to using a lower carb approach with patients, right? Yes, actually, I, I call it a clinic, but it's actually a program within my, the medical clinic where I work full time the rest of the time. Okay. So yeah, when I came back from my trip to Toronto, um, I... I had to create a program because I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't unsee what I'd seen at Dr. Fung's office and I couldn't unlearn all of that. And I, I just honestly could not continue doing the standard care medicine for my diabetic patients and my uh, patients who have uh, um, uh, weight problems. So I created this program with uh, the help of a nurse and uh, we, uh, we launched in January, 2017. And we work by cohorts. So um, in order to get, and I, I, I had absolutely no money to invest in anything. So I did it all myself, all the forms, all the protocols, all the, uh, the website, um, uh, everything. And well, the website I didn't do myself, but I got a friend to help me with like a really cheap rate, which I paid with my credit card. <laughs> anyway, we got started and we did, uh, we gave a, a big public conference free um, to get people um, to know about what is low carb, what is ketogenic diet, what is intermittent fasting, and to hopefully get some patients to sign up, and they did. Um, so we uh, we got started in January, and and we were by cohorts, and we just did our 38th um, cohort in my medical clinic. We've done 18 cohorts in Montreal, about four maybe in the, um, our branch in Abitibi. And now we just started in Quebec City as well. We had our first cohort um, early, uh, early June. Nice. And yeah. what, how has it been different for you practicing this with these patients versus the standard of care you were doing? 
Well, the standard of care, first of all, usually it is imposed on the patients. We tell them, you have diabetes, here are your drugs, and go see the diabetes educator at you know, the, the local um, center for education. Um, and that's it. And then when we see them again, um, you know, over time, we need to just increase the doses of their medication, increase the number of medication we give them, and they're usually not doing better. Um, they're gaining weight, um, their blood sugar levels are often all over the place with hypos and hypers, and they're not feeling really well. And, and then the complications develop. And the, the difference when I offer food as a therapeutic option to my patient, well, first of all, not everyone is interested, but I do find that a majority of patients are interested and are happy to, to be given an alternative to the standard treatment of drugs and more drugs and insulin injections and all that. So I find that the patients who are interested are happy and satisfied to to be given an alternative and and this alternative in, um, involves them they decide if they want to do this they decide they like regain control over taking you know their own health into their own hands if if i may say <laughs> and um and it 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 gives much better results too for those who decide this is my treatment and i'm going to do this seriously the results are absolutely amazing and uncomparable with what we get with a drug-centered approach. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you find that as a practitioner? Like, do you get a lot of job satisfaction from seeing that different response and being able to take away medications instead of add them? I love this medicine. I love the patients when they come back for a follow-up they always walk into my office with a huge smile on their face they're happy to see me and they're happy to report that their blood sugar levels are better they've lost weight they my patients all I don't know if it's a Quebec thing but they always show me their belly buttons you know they like <laughs> they show me their waist and they go look look how much weight how much weight I've lost my pants are falling off every time and they're so happy and i'm so happy because they're doing better with fewer meds you know de-prescribing medication is the most amazing feeling well the second most amazing feeling the first most amazing feeling and is having someone in front of you who is doing better who, who's regaining their health who's losing weight who's sleeping better better mood better energy um better blood sugar levels better blood pressure to less um, less chronic pain, less chronic fatigue and all that. So it's hugely satisfying to do this. And it has to be satisfying because honestly, that's the reason to do this medicine is that it works and it gives amazing results because definitely talking about um, lifestyle choices, nutrition is not what pays the most. Eh? As we know, mm -hmm. we have a healthcare system that is centered on uh, volume and, and speed. The more patients you see in a day, the more money you make. But that means the less amount of time you spend with your patients actually discussing lifestyle habits, options, and alternative treatments. So every time I talk about nutrition to my patients, I know I'm gonna be 20, 30, 45 minutes, an hour behind for the rest of the day. And I know that some of that time might not get paid because 
we're top tough after a certain amount of minutes in in Quebec at least. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it is so incredibly satisfying um, as a as a medical practice that it it makes me fall in love all over again with medicine and it reminds me this is why I went into medicine. I went into medicine as a second career when I was in my late twenties because I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to help people um, regain their health and maintain their, their health. And I was finding out that my pills were not doing this and were not helping as much as I thought. I thought I would be helping people. And I found out when I started practicing that I wasn't helping so much, but this medicine makes a difference and this medicine helps. Awesome. And so what are your best tips um, that you use either with your patients or with yourself, like for people who are um, newer to the to eating lower carb. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to keep it really simple. Um, first rule, first best trick is no snacking. Stop snacking. Mm-hmm. No, no eating in between meals. And if you can skip breakfast because you're not hungry or you never wear, but you ate breakfast because everybody told you it was the most important meal of the day skip breakfast. You don't need it. Um, And don't eat late at night either. Um, So it's basically time-restricted feeding or eating, um, especially women. Women um, don't do as well when they eat late and they go to bed like almost right away after. So for women, it's um, better to keep like a four-hour window uh, between the last meal and the moment they go to bed if they can do it. It's not always easy with the family. You don't always decide when the family's having supper, but that's uh, one trick that you can do if, if that's possible in your life. And then I tell my patients to remove all obvious sugars from their lives, including tropical fruit and juices and um, all the peas, which are not necessarily peas in, in English, but potatoes, um, bread, um, uh, pasta, uh, rice, and all of that. So the starches. And that's mm-hmm. always a good start. I find that patients who are eating the standard diet or the whatever they just just doing that makes a big a big difference and then when I see them a month later then we can you know fine tune it a little more it doesn't have you know most of my patients really don't need to be into the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. it can be lower carb to begin with and that makes a difference and I think that's such a huge misconception especially cuz keto is in the media so much right now that um, with my, I see that with my patients too. I talk about a lower carb approach, similar to what mm-hmm. you just described, but people's brains go to must be keto. Yes. And I find I do a lot of educating. Of, you can totally do keto if that's what you want, but it doesn't have to be keto. Like you can just cut this stuff out, not restrict your vegetables, you know, and eat to fullness and see what your body does. Absolutely. See what happens. That I think one of the problems is that pe- people don't like to say LCHF or low carb or lower carb or whatever. Simpler to say keto. Same in, in French too. It's much shorter word and we like short uh, shortcuts in, uh, in the language. So people mm-hmm. call keto what is not keto. And mm-hmm. so other people assume that it must be keto. So it must be really, really strict. So it's sort of... Um, a synonym, people use it as a synonym, but it's not really a synonym. And it's not because you go keto that you'll get better results if you're losing weight, if you're trying to lose weight. Um, for type two diabetes, it's not mandatory. I had a patient, one of my first patients who, um, who said, okay, doc, I 
agree to try this low carb thing, but I'm going to be like liberal around 100 grams a day. And I absolutely want to keep my two whippets a day. You know, those two like chocolate covered marshmallow oh, yeah. cookies. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so we, we negotiated down to 100 grams of, of carbs a day plus those two cookies, those two whippets. And, um, and he reversed his type 2 diabetes this way. It just took Amazing. a bit longer. Yeah, but he, it took longer than the diabetic people who go 20, 20 grams or less a day, of course. But yeah. the most important thing for me is that they find a way to, that is sustainable for them, whatever that number of grams it is. If it's 100, that's fine. It's a lot lower than what they eat right now. It'll, they'll get there. It's just it's going to take longer. But if it's sustainable, we're winning it you know yeah and that's such a huge piece of it the the life uh way of life not diet right yes absolutely okay so tell me i've got your book eat fat to lose weight in the english title what's the french title uh du poids en mangeant du gras okay uh and so i've got it in front of me which i got at my local costco so it's available at uh, most costcos in canada is it in the states yet or just canada I'm pretty sure it's going to remain in the States. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's going to remain in Canada. Canada. Yeah, okay. I don't think it'll go to the States. Unless so, it does hugely amazing in, in, in Canada, which uh, I don't know, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. There's a lot of uh, keto uh, books out there in the yeah. English world. So tell me what got you to the point where you decided to write a book. Well, actually, I wasn't going to write a book because it takes so much time and I'm already super busy just managing my own patients. And I, um, I also work at the, um, the jail in the town of Sorel and just doing that plus doing my low-carb clinic plus having my two young children, three and five years old, that, that was enough for me. And, and uh, especially since my youngest boy, the one I had when I found out about LCHF is a terrible sleeper, it still is. Anyway, I wasn't gonna do that. And it's some um, radio talk show host in Quebec City who approached me and said, listen, I have this connection with, the, um, with an editor and they'd be interested in doing a book on um, low carb ketogenic you would write the theoretical part and I'll write the recipes. What do you think? And that like, they're ready. They have the contract. You can just, you know, sign it and get started. I'm like, sounds pretty good to me. If I only need to sign up on a contract and I'll no, I don't have to do any efforts on that side. Sounds good to me. So I, <laughs> I signed that contract <laughs> and then realized it was a lot more work than I expected. But, um, <laughs> And I had, the deadline was really short. Like I think we signed in like September and all the material had to be in by mid-December. So it would be published for January oh, wow. um, in time for all those New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. So, and, and obviously all my clinics were booked. You know, I was, uh, I, I, I all, anyway, all my patients were booked. So I had to work when the kids were asleep at night and on the weekends and, extra work so but it, it was it was good because um there's not many books in french in in quebec or and there was none in uh, for the quebec market specifically because that um recipes differ a lot from uh, what they do in france so there was no uh, book for the quebec market and so i thought this could be a useful tool for patients 
students who um, who need to know like how to do this sort of or who have a hard time reading the obesity code because I prescribe the obesity code to my patients all the time. And a lot of my patients love it. And some of them tell me, well, it was pretty intense. I, I didn't understand everything. I, you know, it was pretty uh, uh, full of scientific references and I read it and I'm not sure what to do at this point. So I thought it would be a good, um, a good tool for, for people. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, the explanations are shorter and there's a lot of colors in it. And, it's uh, easier to, to uh, read and, and understand, I think. And that's what I noticed when I got it is like your um, explanation stuff is nice and kind of pictorial and easy to understand. Like it's something that um, I think explains detail. It's not that it's like simple and lacking detail, but explains it at a level where most patients would be able to understand it, um, which I, I really liked looking at it. Um, and what's, so did you help write the recipes or was it, um, your co-writer that did all the recipes? Yeah, the co-writer, my co-writer did most of the recipes, especially for the first book. Now we have a second book that was launched in January and, um, and I did, I wrote more recipes into that one, the second one. What's your favorite recipes in this one? In the first one? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm. Uh -huh. Many of them. <laughs> Many of them are great, actually. Um, I like the pork rinds very much. That was my recipe, and I eat them once a week, every week. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What else do I really like? Hmm. I like the mini cheesecakes too, because uh, my kids like them. So mm. that's uh, it's good. A bunch of them. Nice, yeah. I really like the tartare too. <laughs> Good uh, Quebecois uh, meal. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, sorry, am I thinking of something else? Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I've, I've got it and then I have had a w couple of weeks where uh, I have not been cooking fancy stuff or not that this is overly fancy, but I've been cooking extremely basic stuff because of work. So I haven't had a chance to actually dig in and try out some of the uh, recipes, but I plan on it. Um, any other, do you have any other thoughts or um, tips that you think would be good to pass on? To patients or to, or, so the, the generally most people listening are physicians. Yes. So physicians working on their their own weight and um, possibly and some using this with patients as well. If they're already using it with their patients, then they know how gratifying this medicine is. But the ones that are on the fence about it, or think they need to be more organized, or have pamphlets, or uh, need to dedicate a lot of time to this. Um, and haven't started yet to counsel patients on this, you can, I would say, just go ahead and do it. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. There are a few pamphlets um, out there that you can just download, print out, give to your patients, tell them to read your busy code or my book, whatever. And, and the, the easiest thing I found myself is not to launch into a whole explanation about insulin and carbs and all that, 
because that's going to delay you for sure. But you can always ask your patients, you know, um, the health problems that you have right now, some of it can be uh, fully or partially reversible with food. Would you like me to talk to, would you like to know more about this? And if they say yes, if you feel like there's an opening, um, then just prescribe the obesity code, prescribe my book or prescribe or give a pamphlet and say to the patients, you know, go read this or go look it up online or go whatever. And if that interests you, come back to me and book an appointment with me. And then we can just discuss that and only that for that appointment. And um, since I started doing that, I'm wasting a lot less time and I'm seeing people back into the office who actually are really interested. They've, they've looked into this, they've read the book. And so they already have some knowledge. So you don't have to go and teach like the, the very basic information to them. So just, just do it because your patients deserve to know this is an, a therapeutic approach and, and you will love to see the results in your patients. And if um, for doctors who are doing it for this themselves, I know it can be um, a challenge to stay on course when life gets so busy and the kids and work and overtime and being on call and and sometimes the husbands are not all agreeing with, you know, the new diet in the house or something like that. But I find that um, if I just don't negotiate with myself, if I just say, this is my, this is what I do for myself. This is how I take care of myself. This is my way of eating and my way of living. And it's non-negotiable. So I, I don't negotiate with myself. Oh, I could have a little bit of this. Wouldn't that feel great? Wouldn't that taste great? No. This is not what's best for me, so I'm not doing it. And um, and my 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 last tip would be from a reading that I did recently, which is "Why We Sleep" by Matthew Walker. This book book is amazing, and it's about the importance of sleep. And um, we're so uh, we're super busy women. We're super women, and there's only 24 hours in a day. And sometimes it can be. Uh, tempting to um, be more productive and get more stuff done by cutting down on, on our hours of sleep. And that is never a good investment. That is never a good way to manage resources. Um, so after reading that book, I would, I try myself to sleep eight hours a night. And I would say that this can definitely benefit all, um, everybody who's listening to this, but in particular physician women. Mm -hmm. who are trying to lose weight. Um, lack of sleep can really um, stop weight loss or make you gain weight just by lack of sleep, even if your diet is perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. It's huge. And, it, and it's something that our brains resist against when we're yes. so busy and have things on our to-do list. But I think that's a great point. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Evelyn. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Uh, oh, you're welcome. And have a great day. You too. That was great. And I appreciate Evelyn taking the time to sit down and chat with me today. Uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, please remember to click the subscribe button. Uh, it'll make sure you get all of the latest episodes right when they come out. This week, I released a bonus episode, which if you are su subscribed, you would just automatically have that stuff downloaded right to your phone. Also, if I can put in a little request that if you are enjoying this podcast, could you please take the time to go in and leave a review? Uh, ratings are great too. Reviews are better if you have the time to just write a few words about how this is helping you. Uh, that really helps the podcast get found. 
Thank you so much for listening and have a fantastic week. Bye.